Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. I want to read this out to you first. And it's about social welfare fraud. And it says, hi now. I know you detest social welfare fraudsters just as much as I do, which is why I'm sending you this email. My neighbour is currently on disability allowance and is out of work for years. Her husband is, a ca- is her carer. And I can say categorically, there's nothing wrong with this woman in the slightest. She minds her grandchildren every day while our grown-up kids work. I regularly see her out doing the, her gardening uh, when the weather is good. There is nothing stopping this woman from doing some work, but instead she stays at home and gets paid by the state, and so does her husband for pretending to care for her. I work my ass off every single day to keep a roof over my family's head. It really annoys me to see my neighbour get away with this scam while I work hard barely to make ends meet. They're going on holidays this year too. She told me, uh, my wife one day, while she was out in the garden. She said that she is heading off to Lanzarote with her husband for two weeks. The state is paying for that too, I'm sure. I'm getting sick of this each day. I become more frustrated and I feel like I want to report her for social welfare fraud. I, I am only one step away from doing it. My wife said uh, she wouldn't do it because she thinks it would be bad karma and could possibly bring unnecessarily trouble if they were found out. I was wondering, has any of your listeners ever reported someone from social welfare fraud and should I do it? Now, so should she do it? If you knew... <clears throat> leaving aside that story, and if she says, if she what she says is true, it clearly is fraud. They're defrauding the state, which is, by the way, not uncommon. But would you report somebody? Let me go to Helen. Helen, you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing, Helen? Hello, um, Niall. Uh, I definitely would report to somebody if they were, if they had, um, you know, the riches of their of their earnings sprawled around and big cars and caravans and you name it like mm. I, I would definitely support them like would you I mean I'd support them yeah. I don't I think it's not fair unfortunately I, I think you're are you on a speaker phone or something Helen no Pat okay. I've uh, just the, the, the I've just the uh, radio the oh sir you turned off now oh okay thank, thank you yeah because yeah. I could hear I, I could hear I you talking <laughs> yeah I I I uh, Think it's, it's it's illegal and it should be they should be you know brought brought before the courts and everything you know. And what do you say to people you know who will say oh that'll bring you nothing but bad luck and that'll bring you bad karma and you shouldn't be snitching on people. There's worse things happening in this country. Well, it shouldn't bring me bad bad luck or anything because I'd be telling the truth. Well, More people are out there trying to make ends meet, but they wouldn't do that like you know. And you believe it's not fair on the taxpayer. It's not at all, no. Mm. Well, of course, no, fraud is rampant. You know, social welfare fraud is the most common fraud in this country. And they don't have enough staff to catch everybody who does it. So, you know, it's the social very, welfare system is based very, on honesty. That is very sad, though, you know. But they couldn't. They haven't enough to catch people to catch them, you know. Yeah, but see, they couldn't. It wouldn't be viable. I remember many years ago, the revenue commissioners did this crackdown on, I think it was overseas accounts or something like that, right? And mm. they they brought in a team of investigators and people were given an amnesty at the time to come forward and all this, carry, carry on. Anyway, it cost them, I, I don't know the exact figure, so don't quote me, but it cost them something like, I don't know, two billion to do this. And they only got one billion back in money. So in other words, it costs more than it actually. So if they were to, if the social welfare were to hire enough investigators to go around checking that every single parent didn't have a husband living with them or a boyfriend living with them to check that everybody who's a carer was genuinely a carer, know, every, yeah, it yeah. would just cost too much money. And they wouldn't get that money yeah. back again. So they, they rely on people's yeah. honesty. 
Yeah. You see, these people that do that, they're not frightened of anything. They keep on, I mean, if, if they're going to, they say if they're going to get away with it, sure, we'll get away with it, it'll be mm. fine, you know? And most people do get away with it. They do get away with it. And yeah, every now and again, what, what the Department of Social Protection do is, they do catch people all of the time, but they don't bring them to court because it would be too costly for the state. So what they'll yes, do is, yes. out of every hundred or so cases of catching people, they'll bring one person to court and that will appear in the newspaper and that usually frightens other people to come forward and be honest. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's what they do. Mm. So what So what would you say to those people who think it's none of your business, Helen? Don't be getting involved now. Oh, I wouldn't mind. I stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. I stand up and then tell them that they were dishonest and that they shouldn't be doing it. Because one way or another... They will be caught somewhere along the line. I don't care what you say. They'll slip up. They will. Something will happen. They'll be caught. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't always be rosy for them, you know? So we'll stay there, Helen, for a second, because let me go to Ross as well. Ross, how you doing? Good evening, Niall. How are you going? Good, Ross. <laughs> now, Ross, you heard Helen. She believes it's your duty. It's not fair on the taxpayer. And you have a duty, basically, to report people if you know they're doing something wrong. Nah. Nah. Stay out of them. Nothing to do with you. No, no, no. Nothing to do with you. I'm a taxpayer and it does bother me. Mm. Plain and simple. Yeah, no. Self me wife are working. We're taxpayers. Like. So you you and your wife are taxpayers. You're working hard. I don't know. Are you paying a mortgage? No, no. Okay. Well, you're paying a rent or whatever, right? Okay. Yeah. So the guy next door is living with his girlfriend. She's getting the house for practically nothing off the state. He's working every single day and yet you find out he's claiming the dole. They're having the life of Riley. You know they're scamming because he befriends you over the back wall garden and he's telling you all the scams he's up to. Would you report him? Nope. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Doesn't put in or out on me. Wouldn't. Does once it once. It doesn't affect me. But it does affect you. But of course it affects you. No. Because if, if everybody was honest... And everybody say paid their taxes, and everybody only claimed what they're entitled, you know, what they're entitled to. The tax bill would be lower. You'd pay less tax. Okay, let's. Um, or you'd have more services. If the Irish government were talking about, if everyone did all of a sudden tomorrow turn on us, and the money was there, they'd still tax us today. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you can't get involved you know. in kind of what aboutery. And I understand what you're saying. There's bigger issues in this country. You've got massive companies who are getting away with billions in taxes in this country, right? Incorporation tax and all that kind of stuff. And they go after the little guy. Yeah. I understand the point you're making. But we, you know, you can't get involved in what about this or what about that or should they do this? That doesn't matter. The point is that if we, if we all have a duty, let me give you an example. You're walking down the road, Ross, right? And yeah. in your housing estate or wherever you live, and you see somebody, you know, your typical burglar climbing in a window, somebody's house, a broken window. You see them getting into someone's house. Would you ring the police? Um, yeah, of course you, of course you would. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, so you're spotting somebody committing a crime. They're stealing something, but that's exactly what the social welfare fraud is doing. They're stealing something. They're stealing tax money, your money. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you report it? Sure, the government are stealing money with years. Ah, but see, they're what you're doing the water boundary again. I know that. I know that. But that's they've we've bigger fish to fry. I understand that. But we're all part of the car. It's different. It's different. Someone climbing in now. Come on now, in all fairness, that's that's what's different about it. Someone climbing in a window, a burglar. All right. Yeah. To rob the place. To rob a house. Yeah. Yeah. And someone actually living 
and getting something off the state. Like, they're too chalk and cheese. No, it's not chalk right. and cheese. They're, it's theft. No, hold on. It's theft. Yeah. The theft. Yeah, but like breaking into someone's house, going into someone's home, ransacking their privacy. You know what I mean? Stealing their own, their items. Now, if I saw a burglar climbing into the to the social welfare scammer's house, off you go. I leave and bring I leave and bring the van around and open the doors for you and give you an alibi. <laughs> but like the likes of like normal people, if you see a burglar breaking into someone's house, like they're going into their private space. Forget about what they're going to carry out. Like like what you know. It's, and do you think it's snitching? Is that is that what they call snitching? Is that called huh? is it called being a snitch? Which now being a snitch? Yeah, I mean, is is that a kind of real Irish thing that we don't want to be referred to as a snitch? There's plenty of snitches out there, and I'm telling you, the social welfare have people on their payroll as well as rats. So, mm. um, yeah, well, it's, no, e- well, no, it's no, easy for them nowadays. So, social media has made it so it easy. And and do you know what? As well, Niall, we don't have to worry about this reporting or that because. Ireland is full of so many big rogers. There's plenty of people out there to rat you out. So, mm, yeah. You know, but <laughs> as for me personally, I wouldn't. If I saw someone breaking into a house, of course you do something about that. But also as well, like with, with the cost of living being so high, some people actually, I'm not like than everyone now, okay? I'm not saying it's good, but some people are actually, it's a last resort for them. They've no choice but to scam it. Mm. You get me. You know, I know. I understand. I know what you're people. Saying. I know people that have. I know people that have worked their whole lives. They between jobs, okay, and yeah. they're struggling to get a payment off the social welfare, and they're barely get a payment. Like it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I was unemployed for. This is why I have zero time for social welfare and why I don't care. And um, I was unemployed for. I was between. I was doing a course. To better myself and got job and all from it um but because my wife was earning so much money the social welfare decided to give me nine euro 40 a week because i wasn't entitled to any more and i work in as long as uh, since i could walk i uncles had farms and my father had his own lorries and i was put to work working my whole life and once i could work legally i was working legally and paying tax and i was unemployed for about six months and nine euro 40 was all they offered me so to be honest with you screw the social welfare because the second you're waiting months and weeks for your payment but the second your child turns 18 the day after your children's allowance has stopped so to be honest that's my personal view of it okay well we'll stay there for a second okay well it doesn't affect you okay that's fine Eamon you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio stay there Ross Eamon you've been listening to Ross there he wouldn't report it. None of his business. Are you 100% reporters? Yeah. It's, it should be. It, Ross, it is your business too. And as you said there, the second you're 18, the payments stop coming in. You only got nine euro there. You've been off work whenever you were off work for six months. The reason why you, you probably only got nine quid is because they're so overstretched as it is, full of fraudsters. If there was less of them, there might be more going to you. You can't justify not reporting someone stealing money from the social welfare of the government no, because there's taxpayers. No, there was nothing to do with that. No, they means tested me. I got, I have it, I got it broken down off them because I made noise over it. I got them to break it down, and I had one dependent at the time. Okay, I have three children now, but this is it's going back a long time now. I'm going back. 
I'm going back nearly 10 years, all right? I had one dependent and rent and everything, but they mean tested me. I got my rate, okay, what I was entitled to, and then it was minus means, and I ended up coming out with €9.40. Hardly work collected. So I, I, <laughs> it takes the sky there every month. Be. But you know what? Do you know what else really, really... I, I fought it for a while, but sure, you're at nothing. Yeah. I was there going to the social welfare office, trying to sort it out, and there was people going in with high visits on, signing on, and not a, not a word. Yeah, it's I know, I know. Walk, I know. Just, just and they throw you out money. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so, sorry, well, sorry guess, Eamon, you know, the, there is a sense in Ireland, Eamon, of, you know, snitches get stitches. And Irish people, you, you remember when Leo Varadkar did that very famous promotion? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, ta, yeah well, uh, what's it? Fraudsters cheat us all or whatever it is. Social welfare fraudsters cheat us all. And or they're stealing from us all or whatever the catchphrase was at the time. But he got lambasted for it. And and he had to, he apologised later. And, you know, this whole idea of encouraging people to snitch. It's not within us as Irish people to be snitches, is it? Well, I don't know how to answer that, to be honest with you, but, I mean, at the same time as a taxpayer, they're stealing money from you. Why should they get extra money, extra benefits when they're lying through their teeth? But the Irish working. people don't see it that way. I'm, they see them as chancers. Well, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? Yeah, chancers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, chancers, yeah. I Which mean, doesn't sound quite as bad as thieves. During the boom, a lot of money was sent out the country. So, sorry, Ross, what did you say during the boom? What? A lot of the money was sent out of the country as well. Like, if, even if you go from the boom to, like, maybe five, six years ago, even just before, a couple of years before COVID, I remember there was a big report on something like there was three billion or something sent out of the country in the space of a few years from people that weren't actually living here. Oh, that's I can't remember the exact figures, it, 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 was, like, it was a ridiculous amount of money being claimed in children's allowance was too for people who weren't even living in the country or children that weren't even in this country. Yes. Yeah, I know. And it's, sure, do you see the... the, the that's COVID COVID okay, well, hang on. One at a time. Sorry, Eamon, what did you say? You know, that COVID pandemic payment, that, that was the biggest scam going ever, right? Because I know numerous people, they might have been working one night a week last week and 50 quid. And now all of a sudden they were getting three hundred fifty yeah. month to the. Oh, I know there was loads yeah, of students, particularly was, students. Four months, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and I, I was working all through the pandemic. I got, I didn't get any benefits or anything like that, and I was seeing people going out on the piss, smoking the wacky tobacco, the motorbike, <laughs> and that was my money. But did I report them? I didn't. To be fair to me, because obviously I knew them, but and to be fair now I mean that's the, the COVID payment that wasn't the worst of it because that was kind of the government allowing them to have 250 euro that's kind of a bit different well the, pro- the problem with the COVID payment was it wasn't being checked because they didn't have time they brought it in in a panic the government decided to close the country down and they had to give people money to live on so there was no organisation in it no real administration in it it was just anybody who applies for it and once they have a PPS number and, and had a job give it to them so there was no means testing in it. I knew two people who worked in a cinema, two young people. They were students, and they were both doing weekend jobs. And they were getting the three fifty. The two of them moved to Spain for a year and a half and rented out an apartment in Spain with the money they were collecting here in Ireland. So they were getting seven hundred quid a week in Ireland, and they moved to Spain for two years. So they were living. Yeah, the, they were living the life. They couldn't wait. That, it, it, they were shitting themselves that COVID was going to end because they were living the life. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't blame them at all. I'd be dead. I'd be doing that too. Yeah. Coming back to it, if I'm you know in the car in the morning going out to work, and I see my neighbour next door who's let's on disability, quote unquote disability, I see him up a ladder, I know, cleaning his gutters, pulling down a tree, and you had John on last night there sitting around with his wonky leg. <laughs> with his wonky leg, yeah. Yeah, with his wonky leg. Things like that really piss me off. It's this sense of, it's almost like a sense of entitlement. They sit on their arse. Oh, don't even, no, don't even. Now, see, he'll want to come on. Now, you see what you've done now? He'll want to come on now. You know what I mean? I saw him today, actually, um, going to play for, for a job I did up in Dublin. Did you? I did, yeah. There's a joke here. Uh, I, no. I, I sent something <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yes, Ross. Uh, I know someone who's on disability for bad lungs and they smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago, I knew a guy who used to work on the docks and he was out of work for 20 years uh, because he injured himself on the docks and hurt his back. And regularly he was out doing the garden, moving paving stones. And then I seen him up on his chimney one day, putting up a satellite dish. And he was out of work for 20 years because of his back, his bad back. He injured on the docks. See, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a piss take. Of course it's that's a, piss, not take. a piss, piss take. But see, what they did in England, here's the, you know what the biggest scam in this country is? Or one of the biggest scams is disability payments. Because they did, yeah. they, you did a huge crackdown about 10, I remember we were talking about it on the air actually about seven or eight years ago in the UK, where everybody on disability was asked to come in and be checked by a doctor. And they found that something like, and I don't know the exact figure, but say 50%, were quite capable of working. There was nothing actually really wrong with them at all. They were quite... See, people just keep signing up for the disability. Now, I don't know... I don't, oh, yeah. I've never yeah. had to sign for it, so I don't know how you do it or how you get it. The disability I know, I know. in the UK is, is atrocious, though. It's really low. Mm. I've heard that before now as well, that like, like anyone getting disability in the UK is getting every single benefit they can because it's... It's it Ireland is like really good compared to it. It's it's something like the disability payment is only like eighty pound or something. It's ridiculously low in England. But they but they it's a, but they're know. in a different system. They are they're in a system. So you might get only get that for your disability, but you also get universal credit. So they have they they don't have social welfare anymore in the UK. It's gone. So they have a thing called universal credit, and it works. Right. It's, I have to say, it's a much fairer system. And the way it works is, is that everybody's entitled to a set amount of money. Everybody, even people who work. So everybody's entitled to, say for example, everybody's entitled to 500 quid a month, right? And if you work and you earn over 500, well then that 500 starts to come down. So for every pound you earn over that, it comes down by 60 cent, let's say for example. So you could still be, you could be working and maybe earning 400 quid a week and they might give you 50 quid on your universal credit. Or you could be working there to 900 you're not, and you're getting nothing off them. Or you could be working there on 200 and you might get 150 off them. So it's different for everybody. Everybody gets a different rate of pay. <laughs> and like, the problem, the problem in Ireland is you have people like your man last night, John, and just people, like, again, it's a small minority. A lot of people who are on disability are on it for, or not even disability, but social service, on it for a reason. But there is that small minority where the mom will be on disability, the dad will be on social welfare, the kids, when they turn 18, or sure, go on disability there, sign oh, on. Oh, it's generational. It's generational, yeah. It is, yeah, it is. And I, I knew someone who worked in the post office there a few years back, and they said every single, I don't even know what day they come in, is it a Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day they come in to collect, um, 
you'd have the wife, you'd have the husband, and then you'd have the, the kids, kids coming in afterwards. You'd have, you'd have the kid coming in, claiming carers allowance for their kid. Sure, I, had a, I had a woman on the air going back about two years ago. I had a woman on the air. I don't see where she was from, obviously. But but she was talking to us on the phone outside the post office. And the reason she was outside the post office, she was bringing her daughter up for the first day to collect her social welfare. Her daughter was only 18, had just finished claiming child benefit for her, and she signed her up for social welfare. And she also signed her up on the housing list. So in other words, she had she's setting her daughter up for a life of failure. Exactly, yeah. For a life of failure. And yeah. the only way we can stop that is if we discourage that sort of frauds, fraud. entitlement and yeah. frauds, fraud, yeah, fraud, yeah, fraud. I mean, you can get a hearing aid. You can have a wonky leg. I'm losing your line there. Sorry, Eamon. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, just about. Now, hang on, man. let me just let me go to Margaret as well before I go to the break as well. Hang on, Margaret, you're Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you? Are you well? I'm well. You know yourself, Margaret. It could always be better. You're sounding good, may I say. Ah, thanks, Margaret. There's a bit of life in you tonight. Oh, a bit of a pep in me step, is there? I have a feeling. I have an itchy hand. I'm going to do the lotto tomorrow. I have an itchy hand. An itchy hand. Whether what is it left or right? Right. Rice for spice. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> now, now, Jesus, it. Margaret. You could have cheered me up there and said, yeah, you're going to win the lotto, Niall. Oh, left for love, rice for spice. Do you know, you know, you know what you'd be listening to? By the way, if I won the lottery, do you know what you'd be listening to tomorrow night? Uh, what? Okay, here's what I, I give you. No, I'll give you an example. Let's just say I won the lottery tomorrow. This is what you'd be listening to tomorrow night. Are you ready? <laughs> Nothing, because <laughs> I wouldn't be here. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Margaret, sorry. Oh, jeez, she's never going to stop talking. Um, <laughs> Margaret, would you snitch on somebody? I won't, yeah. No would. problem. Oh, there you go, Ross, see? Mm. Yeah. Dead oh, right, yeah. Dead right. Mm. Now, what makes is right, my mother, God rest her soul, always said to us, you go and you walk and you do an honest day's work and you get an honest day's pay. Yeah. And by the end of the week, you get a good wage packet. Like, and then you can buy what you want. And if you see something in the shop and you haven't got the money for it, you save. Because when you get the money together to buy, there'd be, years ago, I always wanted a record player. Right? You can tell how old Margaret is, can't you? But go on, sorry, Margaret, go on. <laughs> well, no, you're not far behind <laughs> me. <so. laughs> go on, Margaret, go on, your record player. In August, thank you very much. Ah, you're a young one. Exactly, and you're only an old lad. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, go on, go on about your record player, go on. Yeah, go on. But anyway, I saved anyway for a month, and... I still have that record player still today, and I still play the record. We vinyl the records on it. So there you see. Yeah. But nowadays, the young ones and the young lads, they have everything they want on a silver platter, and they have no respect for anything. And free social yeah. welfare too, because they're scamming us. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, you see, there's a problem with this country. And I'm going to say it. 
they hand it out willy-nilly. And yeah. anybody can moan or groan, oh, I'm feeling a bit down myself today, doctor. Think I'm depressed. Well, people do get depressed, Margaret. Of course they do. I know, yeah, but yeah, but if you want to get time off work or you want to get the sick pay, you just go to the doctor and say you're feeling depressed, or you say I have a bad back. They can't, they can't, you can't, they can't not prove it. You can't just prove it. It's well, easy. Well, if, if a person has has depression, right, mm. and the doctor has certain questions they ask people, and they know whether the person is gammon on or it's the real thing. Well, I don't think so. I don't think they get denied. I don't know. The poetry has come on fantastic. Now, many years ago, you would have you would have said, we'd say now when I got the cancer there, right? A couple of years ago. And if it was 20 years previous, I wouldn't be talking to you tonight. Oh, no. But now, you know, all has improved 100%. Yeah. Now you go and you get your MRIs and you get your CAT scans and all these things. And they know if you have a back problem or whether you don't. It might be a muscular pain you have. Yeah. And then you're given muscle relaxes to, to, to ease the pain. Jeez, Margaret's then, a world of knowledge, isn't she? God bless her. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like you have a, a, a doctorate in medicine or something there, Margaret. Listen to you. You're amazing. Ross, you listen to Margaret. Yeah. She's as honest as the day is long. Her motto in life is, do a hard day's work for a decent day's pay. And if you're going to scam the system, I'm going to rat on you. That's more or less what she's saying. Yeah, sure. Each, each, each to their own. I'm not trying to tell anyone to be like me. I'm only saying, don't bother me. I worked all through COVID. And you know what? I would rather work through COVID and do a hard day's work. And, be, and do you know what I mean? I'm one of the lucky ones. I would take... All the work I done during COVID, I was on the road five, six days a week, and over any pup payment mm. because I was still getting my full wages. So the people who thought they were going great on their three hundred and fifty had to run out eventually. But a lot of people you know, suffered financially during COVID. I mean, I did. They for did, example. and that's why. Was, yeah, but yeah. That, most people in radio you know, did because everybody working in media took a huge dip in their wages because radio stations were making no money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, but you, did, did, did you get the pub payment though? That's the thing. No, though. no, you, surely you did. No, so I was still working. So were why would I get it? Listen to the radio still, no? Do, do people what? Oh, I thought there'd be more listening. Oh, no, well, yeah, oh, there was. When I tell you, so here's the interesting thing about radio. It would have been great for advertisers because uh, you're right. The the numbers of people listening to radio went skyrocket for two years. But we couldn't yeah, take advantage yeah. of it because nobody was advertising because there was no new movies out. The cinemas were closed. The restaurants were closed. The airlines were closed. Um, there was no gigs on for us to advertise. So all our main advertisers, the entertainment industry and the hospitality industry, were all closed. So they weren't advertising. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so I, and and there was this fear of, even, a, a fear of even wanting to advertise. I remember uh, somebody I know worked at another radio station and they, they worked in sales. And they had just signed up in, I think, the October, a big campaign for a, a, a part of Ireland, let's just say the west of Ireland, for Discover Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. And it was worth 27000 this campaign, this advertising campaign. They were delighted, a bit of commission, great, great, great. And then Leo goes on the telly and says there's going to be another lockdown. And they, and they lost it all. That whole campaign was taken off the air again. So mm-hmm. radio stations, they were destroyed. <laughs> Must boil your blood, Niall, does it? Oh, it does. It does boil my blood, yeah. 
<laughs> still here, but I'm alive. <laughs> still there, yeah. Still hanging in. You know? We're early in the morning to catch you out now, Niles. Yeah, you know what I mean? I've gone to a death, I've gone to a divorce, I've gone to the COVID, but I'm still here every night. You've a wardrobe full of t-shirts, you've worn every one of them. <laughs> I've got to take a break, lads, I'm way over time. I won't have a job tomorrow if I keep doing this and going late for the air breaks. Uh, Margaret, you're wonderful. I have you're wonderful. You oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I know. At 66, the ears start going. I said, you are one. It's like an episode of Faulty Towers, isn't it? Lyle Barlin, you stop being deaf, will you? I said, you're wonderful. Try to fool you, Margaret. I'm listening to you. Go on. You're speaking over me. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Let me start burning for your elders, please. Thank okay. You. Okay. Sorry, Margaret. Do apologise. Now, what we're going to say now, I'll give you a laugh before you go to the break. Okay. I'm filthy one of my friends today. I'm going to be filthy rich in August. And she said, why are you getting an inheritance? I'm getting the old age pension. And what she said back to me, wouldn't even get a night in a hotel for that. <laughs> <laughs> So that says it all, isn't it? Margaret, yeah. thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you again. You're listening to Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. With Recruit.ie. Download our job search app today. Search for Recruit.ie in your smartphone app store. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. By the way, somebody mentioned about what Margaret said about me itchy hand. She says, Niall, Margaret is a little bit mixed up. Ah, she is, God bless her. She is a little bit mixed up. No, <laughs> she said she's a bit mixed up. Itchy ears are left for love and right for spice. An itchy hand is for money. Unless, of course, you have a medical condition. <laughs> so, Margaret, the itchy hand is not for spice. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I itchy, got mixed up. It's an itchy, it's an itchy ear. Yeah. It's an itchy ear, okay. Yeah. Right. Left for love, right oh, for spice. Yeah, I've never heard that oh, like it in my life. Well, I, stay there, Margaret, for a second. Dave, hi, how are you doing? Mr. Crack. Say hello to Margaret. Hello, Margaret. I have respect for your elders. Hello. <laughs> I, I, I get itchy hands, but it's for a completely different reason. I know, Dave. You didn't have to bring that in. Mar- no, don't be misbehaving in front of Margaret. She's a lady. Sorry, She's a lady. I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Dave. Go on. You're making me happy. Go on. Dave, you'd snitch. Would you? Would you snitch? Dave? No, jeez, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Snitches get stitches, Niall. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, okay. uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't bother my arse. I, I honestly, I, I just couldn't the arse really ratting on somebody. It feels kind of, too much trouble. You know, like it's too much of a pain in the hole. And then, sure, if you get caught ratting on them, then sure you're known as a rat for the rest of your life. And sure, being known as a rat is one of the worst things you could be known as. Yeah, but know? isn't it supposed to be all? It's supposed to be all anonymous if you do it, or I, I imagine, isn't it? Uh, uh, they used to have a yeah, they used to yeah, have a rat line yeah, years ago. Yeah, and yeah, unless you live in rural Ireland and said person has a relative who works in the offices. I've actually heard of that happening before. So, oh, you know. right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's now these things these confidential lines aren't as confidential as you think, trust me. Right. But okay. um you know, what I think is funny, like the people who don't they see as almost like this Robin Hood kind of a thing, as you know, fair play to them, like they're screwing the system that screws us and then the people who snitched in, like, I know they like to say they do it for a moralistic reason, but really they're just doing it because people are doing it and get away with it and they can't. You know what I mean? So I, No, I, no really I don't know if that's true. I, I, hold on. Oh, hold on a minute. Margaret. Oh, hold on, lad. 
Hold on now. Listen to me now. Only. Do you not yes, realise that people that are paying their taxes and universal yes. social charge and all the rest, yes. mm-hmm. that goes into the pot of the social welfare and everything else in the country. And they're robbing your money and Niall Boylan's money and anybody else that's a hard worker. Now, come on. Would you do also, also realise, if we really jotted up the money and say... The money that was wasted on PPE and ventilators during COVID. Money oh, yeah. that's wasted Millions. in the health service. Millions. Money that's wasted on... Dave, I've never known you to get involved in whataboutery, but you're doing it now. Oh, no, no. The serious whataboutery here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm just... Listen, I, I look, I couldn't particularly care if somebody was doing it. I did it myself back in the day, like many, many other people. It's an, Once upon a time, it was one of the easiest fiddles you could do. Do you know? Mm. Now, uh, hold on a second, Margaret. I also did spend... I also Margaret, spend don't be judging them. Most people... Now, hang on for a second, both of you. Margaret, don't be judging them. Most people in this country, unless they're liars, have done work for cash at some point in their life. So everybody well, at happen. some point has defrauded the state. Well, here's one for well, you. I, so. I, I, <laughs> I do work during the summertime making fire pits, right? Yeah. Um, I, it's all cash. Yeah. The taxman doesn't see a red cent of it. Should I be ratted on? No, well, I, no, I look. The black economy is. Well, let me finish. The black economy is worth three to four billion a year. They reckon, and it's really important. Mm-hmm. The black economy. Otherwise, there's nobody going to cut your grass for a tenner of the weekend. There's nobody going to, you know, clean your gutters. There's not because it wouldn't be worth their while if they had to invoice it and pay tax, right? So, although you wouldn't, you right, you're dead right, Margaret. You wouldn't be getting the mother-in-law to mind the grandchildren for, for twenty quid. Uh, see who's who's doing the water about for now, lads. You know, like that's true. Who wanted to tax it? Who wanted uh, Oh, yeah, they the did. Grand- That's right. They wanted the grannies to pay tax, didn't they? Yeah. They wanted them to pay tax. Proper order. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jeez, on one hand, she's given out about people defrauding the state. Now she's taking up for grannies. No, but I'm just saying, if we're all going to stand atop because the moral high ground, holding hands with our noses in the air, Granny should be paying her fair bit of tax as well. But Granny's not getting paid at all. Oh, but some grannies do. Some grannies mind the young one down the road's child. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to run for office. Oh, and that's no. going to be my, my main point. It's going to be called the granny tax. The, the granny tax. <laughs> no, I'm, Dave, look, there's no doubt that people, everybody probably at some point has, you know, done a bit of work for cash or whatever it is. Or, you know, you don't go run into the, the revenue. I mean, technically speaking, if you buy something and sell it for more money than you buy it for, you're meant to run to the revenue commissioner with the profit and say, here's what I owe you. But nobody actually does that, right? Okay, but but in saying that, we're talking about blatant fraud where you're claiming some money from the state. You know what I mean? No, and look, to be fair, look, look, to be fair, like, if, if you really want to get, like, get down and serious about it for a second, right? I mean, that couple that was on, like, can say, say that they, neither of them have ad, uh, any childhood dependence, right? So they're just getting the, the flat rate. So she's getting the CARES allowance for He's... 330 euros a year. He's getting disability allowance. That's 220 euros a week. That's for 550 euros a week. Plus, if you're getting the CARES allowance, you also get the Fuel allowance. carers. Yeah, you also get the carers um, support grant in June. So that's another eighteen hundred and fifty euros. So you're what? talking. You're going. Do you get eighteen hundred quid? What do you get eighteen hundred quid for? So if you're on carers allowance, it's kind of the way the state says, "Hey, carers, you know, thanks take for a little holiday." Putting up with, say, thanks for. Well, a lot of people use it. Like if you have a kid with special needs, a lot of people use it for like. Um, stuff that they need that wouldn't be covered under a medical card and stuff like that. Or they might use it for a holiday. Yeah, you know, because 
their carers and stuff like that. Oh, that's you know right. People I mean? on a domiciliary carers allowance get that as well. Yeah, that's right, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? It's kind of because if you think about it, a person in care full time costs the state 75 grand a year. So it's kind of. Eighteen hundreds, a drop in the ocean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's the state. It's kind of state saying sound lads. You know. (laughs) Yeah, keep keep going there. Yeah, I I do. I do understand the point where it's like that's over thirty grand a year. Fair enough. That's not exactly the worst wage in the world. It's it's something you can survive on. But myself personally, I just think like, why should we be doing their job for them? Like the system. The so I will wholeheartedly agree. The social welfare system in this country is a fantastic social welfare system. It should never change because I've been dependent on it myself recently and it, it helped us keep our heads above the water. Do you know what I mean? But mm. it does need to be reformed. It, there, there, you know, there should be more... Well, I, I, I did people. say earlier on, I was talking about the system you know, in Northern Ireland and the United Kingdom, which is called universal credit. They've completely abolished the social welfare system in Northern Ireland and the UK now. And the universal credit system is so much, it's so much better and so much easier to work out because it's universal for everybody. And it's based on what you earn or what you don't earn. Everybody's getting a different amount. It's not like 206 or whatever it is or 208 or whatever the set amount at the moment is for the dole. It's not that everybody, depending on your circumstance, depending on your payments, depending on your rates, depending on your, everybody gets a different amount. And everything is connected. In other words, if you work in a job and you're part-time, um, you know, the the office to pay out the universal credit can see how much you earn from your tax credits and then you that week will get whatever the top up is of your universal credit to make up your wages. So Yeah, it's kind it, of yeah. it'd be kind of like the work and family payment here, so to speak. So, you know something I mean? along make, those lines, yes, but on a much grander scale. Yeah. yeah, and I look I, I will agree yeah. as well. People who work and not people who are like middle income because like the way it is in this country, right? If you're at the top you're fine, if you're at the bottom you're fairly fine. It's the people in the middle who are usually paying out the most. Yeah, who, who get an average income and are entitled to nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's those people. There should be more supports out there for working families because someone might say, Jews are on 600 quid a, year, uh, a week, and people might say, that's a lot of money. But if you have a couple of kids, if you have a car, if you're paying high rent, it's really nothing at all. Do you know what I mean? But this, no, it is. I, I understand. But this thought of like, you know, the people on the social welfare, they're all driving around in brand new Teslas and, you know, they're, <laughs> they're you know, like they're, they're, they're booking their uh, tickets for suborbital flights and, and they're taking all your money out of your pocket. It is a bit of a myth. It's kind of like the one about, you know, all the asylum seekers are coming to take your jobs. and Yeah, they've all got free cars from the States. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Listen, Dave and Margaret, I've run out of time. I do apologize to both of you. Thank you very much, and good luck to you both. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.